This is an ABC podcast. Hello, this is Coronacast, a daily podcast all about the coronavirus. I'm health reporter Tegan Taylor. And I'm physician and journalist Dr Norman Swan. It's Tuesday the 23rd of March 2021. And so questions are still swirling, Norman, around whether the AstraZeneca vaccine is linked to some rare blood clotting disorders. And you say you've got some evidence that's come out from a German group of researchers that sheds just a bit more light on what they think might actually be happening inside the body that could be causing this. Yes, the Wall Street Journal broke this the other day. So it hasn't had a lot of coverage at the time we are recording this Corona cast. And it's really quite intriguing. So what do they think is happening? There's some sort of immune response happening that's causing these really rare blood clots in the brain, and it seems to disproportionately affect women under 55. What they're hypothesising, and they've got tests to support it in a group of women who've had this problem. So just to remind people what this problem is, it's cerebral vein thrombosis. So it's thrombosis in a vein in the brain. It's called a sinus thrombosis, depending on where in the brain it happens. And it does happen in women, rarely, who are on the oral contraceptive. And it happens in other situations as well. What they've found is there are certain antibodies created, they think, after you've had the, the Astra vaccine, which cross-react with platelets. It's kind of what we talked about in Coronacast last week, but more theoretical. But it's really weird because they're the same antibodies that are created when you have the drug heparin. A blood thinner. That's, well, yes, it's an anticoagulant. It stops the blood clotting. And some people might have had heparin if they've had a DVT or some other problem where they're, they're trying to control blood clotting. Now, these women have not had heparin but the response of their system immunologically is almost identical to as if they had had heparin. And so what you're getting are these antiplatelet antibodies, which are creating a paradoxical blood clotting as well as a low platelet count. Remember, this is the problem we're dealing with here is that it's cerebral vein thrombosis in the presence of low platelet counts. And we talked last week about how the platelets were sticky because of antibodies, and it was all pretty theoretical, but now it's much less theoretical. They think they've tied it down, and they think that the frequency of this is higher than quoted last week. They think that the frequency of this is maybe 1 in 150,000, and in Finland they think it might be 1 in 40,000, but you know, so it's not known exactly what the rate is, but it's, it's more common than 1 in a million. So in a sense, that's the bad news, but there actually is good news bit wrapped up in this too. What's that? <laughs> this sounds pretty bad to me. First of all, the pause in Europe was a disaster. A disaster because there's so much COVID-19 around. And if you pause all immunization, people will be dying in the next two weeks because they didn't get the vaccine. And so the impact of a pause is huge in Europe at the moment because you've got a surge of COVID-19. So you've got to get vaccine out there. And there's no question that the equation is absolutely in favour of being vaccinated. So in that sense, the European Medicines Agency was absolutely right to say, get on with it, start immunising. The other good news, it's not, it's not good news for women under 55, but that's the problem area. Older people, probably men, are much less susceptible to this side effect. And therefore, you can zero in on a group of people, women under 55, who have a low chance, but a chance of getting a reaction to Astra if this research is right. And the other good news is because it looks like this HIT, hit heparin-induced thrombocytopenia, 
is that there's a test for it. There's actually a screening test for it. And there's a more substantial test to really narrow it down. And you know what the symptoms are. So for example, if I can just go with this for a minute, is that headache's quite common after Astra. It's probably quite common after Pfizer as well. And you can feel a, you, you can feel a little lousy for a day or so after an Astra uh, immunization. That's just your normal immune response. That, that, that's just a bit of reactivity after the, after, the, after the vaccine. This doesn't start till day four. So doctors need to know, again, if it's true, is that day four is the time. So if somebody complains of a headache at day four, it needs to be taken seriously and probably get a screening test. And the other thing that's emerged here is that it's clear how you treat this. And you don't treat it, according to the German researchers, with regular anticoagulants. So you're having these blood clots. So the normal thing actually would be to give heparin or another drug called warfarin, which stop this. And potentially that makes this worse. Whereas what you've got to do is use other anticoagulants, alternate anticoagulants. And there's a little bit of evidence that if you do that, you do better. There's a tantalizing clue here in Australia. Our intensive care units did much better and got much lower mortality rates than overseas. And my understanding is they were really loath to jump in with anticoagulants to people who had clotting problems. And it may well be that inadvertently, and luckily, they weren't making this situation worse. Right. So that's, that's, when, the similar, that's when the similar phenomenon happens in someone who's infected with COVID. But you're saying that there's a, a, could it be a rare thing that happens in people who get the vaccine? Yeah. Here is a plausible biological link in a narrow, it, well, not narrow, because there's a lot of such women, particularly in healthcare workers. The other good news, if there is good news in this, is that we're a long way in Australia from rolling up to, out to the general population. But it is an issue for healthcare workers under 55, women who are under 55. And most healthcare workers in 1A and 1B are women because there are, a lot of them are nurses and allied health professionals who are overwhelmingly female. So they're the issue then for the government would be, should we, because the, the equation doesn't work in Australia because we've got no COVID around. So how do you manage the risk in Australia? Well, the vast majority of us can go on and get Astra and they should probably stop giving Pfizer to people in aged care because Astra will be just as effective. At preventing death and severe disease. That's right. And save your Pfizer doses because we don't have many and we may well get blocked from getting some more from Europe. It's a real issue and preserve them for healthcare workers, you know, female health worker, healthcare workers under 55, until this gets sorted out. So what's happening here is you're tending to refine where the risk is, if it's real, and then be able to do something about it. But it requires us upskilling doctors, creating some more infrastructure for testing for this, because I'm told it's very limited, there's very limited availability of the full testing for these antibodies in Australia. But we can do the screening test and then manage it as we go forward. So you're saying that if these German doctors are right, then that is something that could be happening because of the vaccine in this particular subset of people, and that the risk in Australia is a different risk equation because we have no virus here. But when you say when it's all sorted out, like eventually, hopefully in the next few months, we are rolling the vaccine, probably the AstraZeneca vaccine, out to the vast majority of Australians. What needs to be sorted out? Well, it's just got to sort out the science. If you look for these antibodies in the British people who've had this, in the Norwegians and elsewhere, are you going to see the same effect, yes or no? And uh, if you do the tests properly, it's only going to be a matter of days or a few weeks until this is sorted out, not months. So we'll really, we'll really understand this. And it's a really important part of trust, 
because if you say, oh, look, there's nothing there, don't worry about it, then that kind of contaminates the whole attitude towards vaccines. But if you say, look, we just probably do have a bit of a problem here, we've got to sort it out, and we're just going to give Pfizer to women in that group now just until we sort it out, then we can get on with our vaccination program. Not a simple thing to do, because we haven't got that much Pfizer in the country, but if we stopped giving it to aged care and diverted it towards healthcare workers, we may just have enough to move forward. Germany and some of the other European countries that have seen this signal up, relatively small population-wise compared to, say, the UK, which is rolling out AstraZeneca really widely. Why are we seeing this signal perhaps in German data but not in UK data? There's been a limited rollout to over 65s in some parts of Europe because of the lack of trial data with Astra for the elderly, although there's good antibody responses. And in Britain, they've been doing what we're doing, which is high-priority areas, the frail elderly, the, the older people, and they're only now just recently moving into younger people with the Astra vaccine. So whilst they've, they've handed out millions of shots, there are millions of shots potentially, potentially, in a group of people who are not susceptible to this problem. So the, we just need to refine this further. The news is good in that for older people, for frail elderly, for high-risk groups, this is going to be, even for women in these high-risk groups, it's going to be fine. It's just what do we do about women under 55? And we can get going with just warning doctors, what are the signs, what are things to look for? Don't panic, you get a headache on day one because this is not this problem, it's, it's a day four issue. Those sorts of things until we get it sorted out. So you make a very compelling argument, Norman, but you're talking about a group of German researchers and uh, so reports in the Wall Street Journal. Why aren't we hearing this story from Therapeutic Goods Administration's equivalents in other countries and other global authorities? I'm not sure about that. It's had some, it's had some coverage in the Western press. There was a press conference in German last week. There is a release from the group at this university. They have a paper for preprint that isn't out yet. But that's, so that's what I'm relying on at this point. But it does have, you know, it's not as if this comes out of the blue. It's what others were hypothesizing could be the situation. So it's not the first time that hate has been postulated as a, as a mechanism for this. And they've, they say they've found it. When do you think we're going to see more concrete evidence of this? They say there'll be a preprint in the next few days, which again won't have been peer-reviewed. But it should stimulate. I mean, the, the, this has been the story of COVID, which is that we've rolled out information and other people can verify it or reject it by looking at their own data. Like with so many things with COVID, it's still a real watch and wait sort of situation. Yeah, and we're finding out things that with other vaccines might have taken four years to discover, if ever. Well, that's all we've got time for on Coronacast today. But of course, you can send in your questions and comments to abc.net.au slash coronacast and make sure you mention Coronacast so that we can find it. I will see you next time. See you then. <laughs>